Well, hey everybody, Jonathan Doyle with you once again. Welcome back to the Catholic Teacher Almost Daily Podcast. We are doing our best here in the studio to get your content as often as possible. Please make sure you have subscribed. Hit that big subscribe button wherever you're listening. Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever it is that you're listening to this humble podcast. I'd love it if you could hit that subscribe button. And the best thing you could do to help me, this is all free. This is all killer, no filler, day after day. The only thing that would be a blessing to me is if you would share this with other Catholic teachers. I just have a real sense that uh, it's a challenging time in Catholic education. There are so many socio-cultural, political, structural forces that are against the expression of faith, against the expression of Catholic passionate education, where we really seek to make the person of Jesus known and loved in the lives of young people. So simply sharing this with more teachers is a great blessing to me. So I'd love it if you could do that. And would you please check out the links here? If you are whatever podcast app you're on, you should be able to find a bunch of links here. You can get free access, 10 weeks of free access to the Going Deeper Catholic Teacher Formation Program, completely free to you. You can find out where to book me to speak. I'm back on the speaking circuit working with Catholic schools, Catholic students all around the world. So wherever you are, check out that link, reach out and let me know. I'm hoping to be in the United Kingdom in November. This is 2022, you're hearing this. So if you are in the UK, reach out uh, quickly and I'll see if we can make something happen if you're over there doing great sessions for students on leadership, mental health, faith, and then, of course, working with teachers on mission, evangelization, and uh, and teacher well-being. This whole teacher burnout, exhaustion thing is such a big issue. So if you are in Catholic education and you are noticing that you or your colleagues are struggling with fatigue and burnout, a little bit of disillusionment, then go check out those links on how you can book me to speak. And finally, you'll find a link somewhere here to Karen's Catholic Masterclass for Women Around the World. She does this amazing online masterclass for Catholic women. So go check that out. Okay, let's jump in. Today is another fantastic listener question. They're a great privilege to read these and to speak into them in some way. We're going to trust the Holy Spirit is going to be doing that. So this is a beautiful question uh, from a lady who I really admire, who does some great work. And she said this, I am interested in what you can do when you feel stuck. And you feel that your talents or opportunities are hard to grow. Perhaps I am over some of the aspects of teaching, mainly correcting year eight English essays. And at coming up to a young 65 and still needing to work, I wonder how I can inject more satisfaction into the working day. But I would like to feel I can use my talents more overtly than just in the classroom. Any suggestions, ideas, hints for the listener who feels that they have a light to shine, but are not sure of the best avenue for this to work? All right, summary. What have we got here? We've got somebody doing amazing work in Catholic education, faithful, diligent work in the lives of young people. But having an interior sense that, is this all there is? Is this all that I'm called to? Maybe some fatigue? And, you know, it's understandable, isn't it? You know, it's... uh, this journey of education, you, you guys are professional givers. That's what I always say. Catholic education is the art of professional giving. I'm an introvert, believe it or not. I know when you hear me on the microphone or you see me on YouTube, you're like, introvert, you? I am the biggest introvert I know. My eldest daughter may be close, but I am like somewhere somewhere way down the introspection curve. And, uh, you know, for introverts, as much as we can be creative and uh, and passionate about what we do, you also get tired, and probably some extroverts can feel this as well. 
So really what we're dealing with here is a very uh, real situation in Catholic education many of us can relate to. So I want to frame this a few ways. At the top level, I think what we're dealing here with here is a discernment question, right? And the good news is that in, uh, in the Catholic tradition, we have a great long history of discernment. You've got the great masters, of course, like... Uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola, who really did sort of the masterwork on discernment. But take heart, because the Catholic tradition is one of a deep discernment, the discernment of spirits, the discernment of experiences of desolation and consolation. Where is God moving at any particular point in my life? Am I called to endure? Am I called to change? So I want to frame this initially as a discernment question. And one of the first suggestions I'd like to make is around the question of spiritual direction. So I'm very blessed. I have a wonderful spiritual director who uh, I work with uh, remotely. They're based in the US. And so we meet up usually once a fortnight on a secure platform. And, uh, you know, really just the job of a spiritual director is to listen with the person, is to try and listen with the directee uh, to uncover what God is saying or doing in their lives. I know that many of you listening either will not have had spiritual direction before, or if you have, or in the past, you may find it difficult to find somebody. This is really true. It's We're at a moment in history where there is a lack of spiritual directors available. And of course, if you can find one, then you've got to find one that you really connect with. So what I would suggest first for anybody facing questions like these is to begin it from the perspective of a, an adventure of discernment. You know, uh, what was it that Plato used to say that, you know, feelings are excellent servants, but terrible masters. In the psychological literature, we refer to emotions as epiphenomena. They they emerge from within our consciousness and they are great servants. Of course, if they master us, if our feelings completely dominate our existential horizon, then life becomes problematic. But I want to say to this person in this question that, these feelings are communication. They're data. They're telling you something. They're not specifically telling you what to do, but they're telling you that there's a question to be addressed. So the, I would really frame it, whether it's through uh, a, a greater commitment to prayer, a greater commitment to times of discernment or spiritual direction. I want to put that in place first. You know, we have a great holy hour at the cathedral here in where I live, and I sort of try and get there most days. And really these days I just sit. I listen to really beautiful music, I have my Bible, and I just sit. And I try to position myself with the Lord. Uh, I don't tend to hear very much. I don't tend to have you know out-of-body experiences. But I just want to say to everybody, as you face these questions of discernment, just place yourself more fully in the presence of the Lord in whatever way you can. It might be going for a long walk. But let's get uh, big on that. Now, discernment is the first piece. The second piece I want to talk about is there's a beautiful quote from Carol Houselander that I want to share with you, and I want to share it with you in the position of reframing. So my other sort of hat that I wear, of course, is in uh, you know coaching and motivation and personal development at a pretty high level with with senior people. So one of the most powerful tools we have in executive coaching is around the area of reframing. So you take a question or a problem and you try and find a different meaning. So you frame the question like, what else could this mean? Okay, so you want to take your experience and ask good questions about it, you know, because if you ask the wrong question, you know, say for this person who's struggling a little bit with, you know, just teaching day after day, if you ask the wrong question, if you ask a question like, why do I hate my life so much? Then <laughs> your brain is probably going to serve up a really unhelpful answer. 
But if you ask a question like, what else could this mean? What else could be happening here? What is the invitation? And then you start to journal and think about that, you get a different set of outcomes. Now, where is this beautiful quote that I wanted to share with you? This is from Carol Houselander, somebody I came across uh, you know, more recently. I hadn't really heard much of her work. Beautiful Catholic sort of mystic and poet. And Carol Houselander writes something here, I'm going to read it to you, that can really help us reframe the mundanity, the sometimes even could we say it, drudgery of education, the constant daily grind, marking year eight essays, turning up day after day after day. Listen to what she says. It's very powerful. Here it is. Sometimes it may seem to us that there is no purpose in our lives that going day after day for years to this office or that school or factory is nothing else but waste and weariness. But it may be that God has sent us there because but for us, Christ would not be there. If our being there means that Christ is there, that alone makes it worthwhile. That's had a really big impact on me over the last maybe couple of years. You know, Carol Houselander is saying that there are times, there are possible, possible situations where if we were not there, if we were not sent into that specific classroom, into the life of that specific young person, then the presence of Christ would not be ministered to them. I think that's a really important reframe. I don't know if that's the answer. I can't specifically speak into this person's circumstance or anybody else's and say this is what God's saying, but I think it's really worth considering that sometimes we just need a reminder that, you know, I often talk about God's economy. You know, human economy is all about bigger is better, faster is better, more is better than less, you know, more fame, more influence, more power, more followers, all that sort of stuff, right? But if you look at God's economy, it's radically different. He's really into the small, the seemingly insignificant, the overlooked, the repetitive, the mundane, the simple. Today is the feast of um, Sister Faustina Kowalska, who's, of course, the, the missionary of divine mercy. And reading the Divine Office this morning, you look at her life, you know, she she was the simplest person. She got rejected from convent after convent. And now they're, you know, she's already a saint, but they're looking to make her a doctor of the church. So sometimes, and she died young. She was the gardener and she was the porter at her convent. She carried bags and worked in the garden. And yet God uses her to unleash this phenomenal new insight into the nature of God himself. So... Please do not overlook the small and the insignificant because, you know, you could reframe those year eight essays. You know, you could say to the Holy Spirit, give me the grace to to help me to be re-energized for this work. Why? Because if you can help one student who comes from maybe a family there, they don't have great literacy or they don't have a history of, you know, success or, or maybe breakthrough in their family history. Just the fact that you really work with them on their essays can truly change the trajectory of someone's life. So please, let's all of us not overlook the small details, the things that we feel can be mundane or repetitive can actually be incredibly important and powerful. So that's just the concept of a reframe that maybe if it wasn't for us being there, the presence of Christ wouldn't be there. And I just wanted to to sort of flesh that out one final time with a great quote from Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who beautifully said, I have discovered the great paradox, that if I love until it hurts, there is no more hurt, only more love. You know, 
she's extraordinary, Mother Teresa, of course, because she experienced great spiritual darkness. I know some of you know this, some of you wouldn't. You know, given her influence and her fame, she struggled for many years with periods of sort of almost depression, spiritual depression, darkness, a dark night of the soul experience, spiritual dryness. But she discovered that the ability just to keep going, to love when she didn't feel like loving, to contribute when she didn't feel like to contributing, you know, and I've discovered that very much in my own life. Sometimes you just have to do and do and do. And then the feelings come on the other side of it. Now, again, sensitive to this question, I'm not saying that we should ignore our feelings and just push on indefinitely, because if we do, we get cynical, we get angry, we get exhausted, we take it out on our family. So this is the discernment piece. So Christ either re-energizes us, the Holy Spirit either reframes our experience and reminds us that that's where God wants us, or it's the discernment question of, are we called to be or do something else at this moment in life? And the last thing I want to say on this is, Many years ago, I listened to an extensive piece from John Maxwell, who, of course, is a, a world-famous leadership guru, and Maxwell's thesis was that our core mission in life, our essential vocation, doesn't change over the life course, but its expression does. So God tends to call us into one dominant way of being, like we've obviously got the vocations in life, you know, religious life, married life, single life, we've got those. But the, he, he tends to give most of us a particular interest or charism. So for me, it's always been teaching and motivating. Like, I love to teach and to motivate people. That's what I love to do. Now, I did it for a, for a time as a school teacher. Then I did it, uh, you know, doing live seminars for up to 40,000 people a year. I'm doing it now in podcasts, videos, and live speaking again. But can you see that the way that that has been expressed in my life has changed over time. In a few hours, I'm giving a, a live seminar to a to a group on uh, on resilience. So I'm going to be there on stage today speaking about resilience. I'll be teaching, I'll be inspiring, encouraging people because this, this stayed the same. So I want to say to this lady, uh, you know, your core interests in life, what really animates you? So you need to look at what you really love to do. What is it that took you into teaching in the first place? What is it that at its best you still love about teaching and education? You know, because maybe it's just being called to be expressed in a different way. Maybe it's time to teach teachers. Maybe it's time to mentor people. Maybe it's time to teach in a different area or a different age group. Who knows? But it's rare that God goes, you know, it's unlikely that God is going to take me from what I do now and make me want to become an accountant. It could be, could happen. I'm not, I'm not God. You know, it's unlikely he's going to make me a, you know, a deep sea diver. Who knows? I can come up with anything, right? You get my point. So he tends to have a continuity with us over time. So look into your life and go, what is it that I love about this or I did love about this? And ask the Lord, where am I being called to express it? Lord, do you want me to stay here? Do you just need to refresh me, re-energize me, reframe what's going on? Or are you calling me to be somewhere else? And do that with the help of a trusted spiritual director. Okay, everybody, I hope that's useful. Uh, for all of us at different times, you know, we're never abandoned. We're never alone. It, it can feel like that. Definitely had times in my life on the spiritual journey where I feel completely empty and wonder where God is. And uh, it's all through the scriptures. You think of Elijah after the prophets of Baal incident where he's had this massive victory, but then Jezebel's trying to kill him and he ends up under this tree begging God to kill him, going, I've had enough. I'm done. I'm out. I've had enough. I'm exhausted. Uh, everyone's going to kill me. I'm done. How many times have the great men and women of Scripture been at the very end of their rope and uh, it's at that moment that God steps in. So let's trust we have a good God. Let's trust He's not going to leave us orphans. 
let's lean into prayer, discernment, spiritual direction and get the answers to these crucial questions. But I do want to say to everybody as I finish, take heart from those beautiful words of Carol Houseland, huh? Beautiful words. Those words that remind us that even if it doesn't feel like it, if we weren't there, Christ may not be there. So press on, my friends. Press on, press on, press on. And uh, make sure you've subscribed. Please go check out that, those links. I'm speaking again. And uh, I would love to come and speak to your staff. Afternoon retreats. Uh, I've done evening sessions, full day programs, working with students, whatever you need. Reach out and check that speaking link. God bless you, everybody. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Pretty Much Daily Podcast. And I'll do another one for you tomorrow.